0: This is the Answer Your Unique Calling podcast. This is a podcast for change catalysts, those that believe we can change the world and that the way things are isn't the way they have to be. Through this podcast, I share tools, tips, and inspiring stories for breaking through limitations, creating meaningful change, and embracing and trusting in your deepest truth. I'm Julian Crossenhill, certified spiritual life coach, human design specialist, and founder of Priesta Vinana, I help spiritually-minded professionals discover and embrace a life of possibility, freedom, meaning, and impact. Welcome, and thanks for listening. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Answer Your Unique Calling. I'm your host, Julian Crossan-Hill, and for this week's episode, I'm continuing my conversation with Sarah Monroe, the creatrix of The Art of Wild Pleasure and directrix of The Temple of the Rebel Goddess in Dayton, Ohio, for Those of you who may have missed last week, I've repeated the introduction to Sarah here, and then we jump right into our conversation. So be sure to go back and listen to last week's episode for the other half of this great conversation. She's the founder and creatrix of the Art of Wild Pleasure and co-creatrix of the Temple of the Rebel Goddess. Sarah Monroe is a rewilding guide, drum witch, spoken word artist, and priestess of the Sacred Grove. In love with the delicious ways our bodies move, Sarah believes that there is a direct correlation between a happy, vibrating vulva and a deeply satisfied soul. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Sarah. Yeah, I really love how you talked about, to me, what what I consider spiritual calling, like that whole thing that you said about just not being able to do anything else to nourish you and not Mm -hmm. wanting to do anything else. That's so you quite, you have quite a way of words. Like you (laughs) definitely, definitely a a, a poet. Um, Thank you.
1: I try to be, (laughs) I do love words. I
0: love words. So you're giving a lot of great stuff here on running a, a spiritual business and answering your calling but I, I also want to sort of share a little more about your work with listeners who might actually be interested in your medicine yeah. so so you mentioned the the temple and obviously mm-hmm. i teach at the temple as well yes. i'm one of your facilitators and I, I have done a number of classes and trainings there so tell people a little bit about what is the temple of the rebel goddess where is it how can they how can they come to some of the things
1: yes yes thank you so the temple of the rebel goddess I, again, was co-created with Sam Spyhalla. and it's located in Dayton, Ohio. It's in this building called the Davis Linden Building. It was a, I, it was a, it was a huge like uh, factory manufacturing company at one time. I believe it was the Huffy Bike place where they made Huffy Bike. There was it was a showing sewing machine shop at one point. It's been many things. It's been around since the 1800s, and then now they've divided it up to be. Uh, studios for artists and leather workers and glass workers and a lot of photographers. There's a Harley shop restorer in there. And then there's us. And, and ironically, when Julian visited the temple for the first time, he was like, yeah, you guys aren't the first temple in here, which I thought was just wild that there had been another (laughs) temple in there. Uh, Different, different concept, but, but there had been, and I think that is hilarious. So it it shows that the building wants that medicine, right? Uh, so we do. Oh my gosh, we do so many things. It's a spiritual center. We wanted to create a space that revered the divine feminine, because we can walk out onto almost almost every single city street, anywhere, uh, America, and find a temple, a church. A cathedral dedicated to a singular male god, and we wanted to create a space that was in reverence to the divine feminine, and also, so we have one of the rooms we have in in the facility is called the altar room, and in that altar room we have many different altars. The very first one you see upon entering is through a divine vulva, a vulva archway, because you know we love our vulvas entering the infinite void the anything and everything and the nothing the first thing that you see is the divine feminine altar and so it is images depicting the goddess archetype through many different pantheons many different pantheons and then when you turn around you'll see the divine masculine altar and it, this is Even though we're called Temple of the Rubber Goddess, the Divine Masculine Altar is one of the more important aspects of the temple because we have been shaped to see the world through the lens of the patriarchal masculine, of the toxic masculine. And I tell this story often. I remember the very first time that I heard Divine Masculine, or I read it as a term. And I, I I read it and then I went down and I was in the next paragraph and I was like, wait, what? And I went back up because I didn't, I had never considered, and I was an adult. I had never considered the divine masculine to be an archetype because i had only seen it through the wounded masculine, the, like through my, my paternal line. Through the toxicity of the things that ex- existed. And I'd not ever considered there to be a healthy masculine. So I feel like that is extremely important to say that we are not only in reverence of the divine feminine, we are also in reverence and celebration of the divine masculine. But in this space, we do many different workshops from simple body movement classes. I refrain sometimes from utilizing the word yoga because most of us think that yoga is just the physical movement of our body. And it's not, uh, yoga has many different limbs. And so um, Sam, Sam's love is breath work. And that is a yogic path. That is yoga, but it's breath work. But if you were to say breath work, yoga, you would go in and expect to move your body. And that's not necessarily what it's about. So ecstatic movement, structured movement, witchcraft, learning how to work with the elements, working with nature. Um, there, we have a class coming up called, um, actually now that I'm saying it, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a retro session, that it's a past life regression. And so there, I mean, it's, it's all different things. And then we have things where you're physically making something, like we just had a class on starting the first slice of the eight slices of the wooden wheel of the year. So we were wood burning into- a wooden wheel to create. And it's a year long journey that we're going on to celebrate the different uh, nature-based holidays. And then we have sun catcher classes where we're making it with crystals and making our own little shapes that we can hang it in the window. We have kirtan. So we sing to the divine weekly and then we feed you. It is just there. I, I don't know how to put it into words. It's amazing. If you're in the Dayton or surrounding areas, I absolutely recommend you check us out. We have magic upon magic happening this year. And Julian specifically is going to be bringing a lot of that magic to the facility. (laughs) And he already has. I feel so blessed that Julian felt the call to work with us because it felt right in his body and, and he went with it. Right. So that is hopefully a good answer (laughs) to the temple.
0: (laughs) That's a fantastic answer. And of course, you're still making drums there because I oh my gosh, yes yeah, I, I had the experience of getting to make my own drum with Sam and Sarah. like was it last weekend, two weekends? yeah ago? last Sunday yeah, such an amazing experience and such a beautiful ceremony around it, yeah. you know just thank all the you. way from for the way you honor the tree that made the wood frame to mm. the animal whose hide made the drum head. like it's just really an amazing experience. So the link to the temple will be in the the podcast description. So definitely mm-hmm. go go check them out. So let's talk about your your business that Thanks. you do on your own. The the art of wild pleasure. Art of wild pleasure. Yes. yes. So you mentioned um, rewilding. Uh, yeah. The, the your rewilding guide. What for people who aren't familiar with rewilding as a term. What what is rewilding?
1: Yeah. So when you think about it, if you. Uh, some people who notice that when children are born, they're still very connected to where they were before they came to the this, this side, right? And so that's why children are more open to the conversations. So that's why they babble and talk with the spirits because they're so close to them because they just left that journey. So I use the word rewilding very specifically because we have always been wild. We were born wild. And then we were put into institutions that made us think that we had to take the circle and the hearts and the stars that we dreamed in and cut them into boxes, right? Because they wanted us to to follow this very specific structure so that it could keep feeding into the beautiful capitalistic society that we live in now, right? <laughs> and so we were always wild. And so what, what I want to do is offer space to learn how to rewild yourself and that doesn't mean that you my teacher says this whenever whenever you experience a beautiful spiritual thing whether it's like traveling to india for a month or going through a deep training for a week or maybe just a deep awakening in a vision experience that you had wait two weeks to burn your world to the ground. And then if that feeling still hasn't left, then burn that shit to the ground, right? Hopefully I can cuss. (laughs) If not, (laughs) I I apologize. We, as I, as I mentioned before, and, and if you look at the history specifically, so my medicine through the art of wild pleasure is, is women specific work, um, because it's what I know the best. It's what I feel connected to the best. Um, Although with the beauty of the temple is that it's helping me uh, connect to the the masculine on a level that I probably wouldn't if I just had the art of wild pleasure. So I really do enjoy that. But what I offer specifically at wild pleasure is for the, the, the lens of women or women identifying persons. And for so long, our mouths have been covered. Our voices have been swept away even the reverence of our bodies our womb or womb space the sacred space our blood has been turned into taboo disgusting subjects and it's such an it's such a natural thing literally over half of the world has these functions but yet we're we're in doctrine to believe that they're that we're not holy And if we buck against the system, then we're the devil or we're a witch in in the bad way. And I'm here to change the language and I'm here to change the thought process. So I do this through my most favorite things to do, truly and honestly, are the retreats. So this upcoming September and hopefully going forth, September going forward, but I can't promise that, will be what I call the rebirth of your wild Retreat, and that is a week long immersive experience. Uh, this year, we're checking in on Saturday evening, and we're going until Friday morning, so that you have a full weekend to reintegrate back into society. Because it's really hard to go through this spiritual awakening and then suddenly you have to go to work the following day. It's a lot to take in. And while I know that not everybody has the weekend off, it, it, giving that giving that time to travel and just get home is, is going to be beneficial, but we will do deep spiritual work. Will I don't want to give too much away because it really is inside this container of beauty. Um, we make drums that week. So you'll, you'll come home with a 13 sided drum, which is just everything to me. You'll we dance, we sing, we scream, we cry, we laugh, Um, We learn about our bodies that's really that's a really integral key to this to me is that we understand and explore and explore and ask questions about our bodies that all of us were given literally a semester in junior high to learn about our bodies and then we we never talk about it again, right? So we grow up completely disconnected from our body, and then when we start getting sick, we go to the people who we think that they're there for our well being. And there really are some amazing doctors out there, but they have to see fifty other patients that day, so they can only give you so much, right? And so it's put onto our shoulders to reconnect with the physical vessel that your soul decided to occupy for this turn, right? That's really important to me. And so that's the rebirth of your wild. And then in 2024, the applications open this March. And I already have people at the door, and I'm so excited. I have decided to. This is a long title. Okay. It's called Soft and Slow. Colon. A Wild Woman's Surrender to Her Ecstatic Pleasure. (laughs) And so the focus of this one is. So I'll give myself for an example. I'm at a I'm at a different level of my sensuality and my sexuality because I've done the work, right? I to see like a abrasive and in your face things don't bother me as much because I have I've I didn't go from step one to step thirteen in one fail swoop. I had to climb those steps to reconnect with who I am as a human, as a woman, as a spiritual being. But there are so many women who have no idea who they are as a sexual or sensual being. And sometimes it ends up that you're not, and that's okay. Like it is so okay that you are not what the world is telling you, you have to be, but it's really fun to learn. Right? So this is like a soft entrance and a slow entrance into reconnecting with your physical vessel, reconnecting with your heart space, with your mind to, Explore what gives you pleasure, but not in just a sexual way. What gives you pleasure? Is it creating the perfect cup of coffee in the morning where you froth it just right and you watch that sunrise and you bow to that sun and say, Thank you, sun. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Is it the feel of satin or silk or cotton or something against your skin feathers? What brings you pleasure? That is a sensation that doesn't necessarily have to be connected with intimacy or sexuality, but we're also going to talk about those things. And then when I'm really jazzed about this one, I am, she'll, is going to be there for the first retreat. I don't know what it's going to look like beyond that, but I have partnered with a woman named Rachel Puckett, and she is the, um, owner and founder of Honey and Smoke Photography. This woman is amazing. Go check her out. She's located in Columbus, Ohio. And a part of the package is that you will get the opportunity to be photographed in any way that you want. And it can be clothed. It can be nude. It can be out in nature. It can be inside of a sacred room. But you will, you will be gifted 10 photos of yourself that your crone, your old woman is going to say, thank you so much for doing this for me. Look at the hot cookie I was. And so (laughs) I'm really excited about that. So those are my, those will be my two week long retreats starting in 2024. And then this year and beyond, I don't know what it's going to look like if it's going to be different ones, but this year, I decided I wanted to do things a little bit more primitive and get back to the roots, get back to our hands, get back to the doing. So in late April, in late June and late September, I'm hosting three weekend retreats based on Beltane, Litha or Summer Solstice and Maybon. And so those weekend retreats, will be camping, we'll be cooking with fire, we'll be doing witchy things like, creating um, magical tools to be able to use. We'll be having ceremony, deep, deep ceremony and getting back to the land, like literally getting back to the land. So, and I'm very excited about all of the things.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that all sounds really amazing. I, I wanted to kind of highlight a couple of things that I heard you say because I think they're yes. really interesting. Um, so when you were talking about rewilding and the way children are wild and then all these social expectations get put on us and how rewilding is kind of breaking back out of that. It it really has a lot of parallels to what we call deconditioning in human design, which is kind of exciting since I talk about human design on this podcast so much. Um, I also wanted to really highlight that you said that you work with women and women identified persons, because I've seen a number of people who work in women's mysteries Mm who are are exclusionary towards trans people. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a kind of a big flap a number of years ago at a, a really major pagan conference in San Jose, PantheaCon, mm-hmm. because one of the women facilitators who works with women was specific that it, they had to be born a woman to, to participate. And it really caused a lot of hard feelings in the trans community. It caused a lot of uh, drama around it at PantheaCon. And so I just want to acknowledge that, you know, for for anyone that's listening and is interested in women's mysteries, but maybe is trans and is feeling wondering if they'll be welcome, then obviously you're very welcoming.
1: I yes, very much so I will. I will offer two caveats. Um, I I don't ever want to pretend that I will ever, ever understand what it feels like, what the experience is to be a trans woman. And so I might not be equipped to uh, counsel what feelings may come up. So I do want to offer that because yeah. I will never just just like I will never understand what it be what it means to be a woman of color. I will never understand that. So there are things that I won't be fully equipped to be able to do, but do I want to hold space for you? Absolutely. The one thing that I will say in regards to the two week-long retreats is there is nudity involved in that, or there could be nudity. So that is just something to consider. And I do go through an application process. So it isn't that you can just go onto the website and sign up because I have to make sure that 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 we feel good so there is an application process and that is something that that we will talk about because i don't want anybody to feel excluded so i am i am open and honest about everything because i want everybody to know that it does not matter what you physically look like if your soul is a woman then you are a woman like it does not matter it does not matter and it makes me sad that there's exclusionary things that happen but as long as we're honest and open like honesty is freeing yeah honest and open about all the things
0: yeah definitely so we're coming to to the end of our time together which is really a shame because you're just a a a fountain of wisdom (laughs) thank you answering your calling about starting being a spiritual entrepreneur, all of this. And and obviously it's, you know, wisdom that's been hard won, um, (laughs) in many ways as most, most is right. Um, just sort of, as we start to wrap up, if someone were feeling that they had a particular calling or they were feeling really drawn to do a type of work, what, what would you tell them?
1: It's a great question. And that would be something I would say, ask the questions, ask the questions there. I kind of mentioned it very early in the podcast. You are never going to be ready. You're never going to be ready. And I actually, I want to say it was Matt Oren, but I could be completely wrong in who, what, what post I just read, but I just read this post. If it's not him, then it's the witch of the Southern light. One of the two but they, they put a post on that. It doesn't matter how many books you've read. It doesn't matter how many podcasts you've listened to. It doesn't matter how many movies or documentary you've researched. You will never not be a beginner if you're not doing, even if you only do for 10 minutes a day, that 10 minutes will transition into something bigger. So you have to do, and it could look like starting off by doing one hour gatherings. It could look like starting off doing zoom new moon experiences or full moon experiences or or whatever that may look like, but you have to do. And I'm telling you, if you keep putting in the work, the energetic work, the heart work, the physical work, there's going to be a time and you will feel that shift and you'll be like, holy crap, Look at what's happening, but you have to do. That is my biggest thing. Continue to get education. I am a teacher, but I am first and foremost a student. I will always be a student because there is more in this world to know than I could ever encompass in this lifetime, but I'm going to do my damnedest to try and get there. But I will always be a student because there's always something to learn, but you have to do. Yeah
0: wonderful i love that and it absolutely i always tell people start with what what what's the next step i can take what's yeah. the smallest next thing i can do right yeah so i i love that and for spiritual entrepreneurs for people who are doing this work as their as their business as their living mm. what what's the biggest lesson that you've learned that you would share with them
1: the first thing that popped into my head was don't get too far into your head and I know that is so easier said than done. <laughs> Trust me, I know. Uh, but you inadvertently add to the blockages when you do when you get into your head too much. And and then if you realize that you are getting into your head too much, like nothing's happening, there's nobody signing up for these courses. What do I do? Where do I go? What ha- what is happening? How can you get yourself out of your head? Get yourself into your body. Dance sing. If you've got a drum, play it, go for a walk. I am not kidding you. When you're moving that energy out of your headspace and pulling it into your body, and then you're moving your body, it discharges the energy into something different. Like energy never dissipates. Energy is always here, right? So how are we going to use that energy? That's the question. How are you going to use that energy? Because if you keep yourself in the negative mindset, It will always bring the negative things. If you look for negative, I promise you, you will find it. So conversely, if you look for the positive, if you strive for the positive, I know we can't be positive all the time. Sacred rage is a healthy and holy thing, but pull yourself out of, I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not knowledgeable enough because, oh, this is a really great quote. The master has failed more times than the apprentice has even tried. Wow. I don't know who said that. (laughs) I don't know who said that, but it's one of my favorite quotes because it's true. Do you think Michelangelo became the proficient artist he was overnight? No, he had to do that for decades. Like, just think about that. Beethoven didn't become Beethoven. I mean, well, that might be a little different. He was a prodigy, but. The the whole point is that who we see as our golden shadow, the thing that we're striving to be, they did not become that overnight. They had to put years of work into it. And I know it feels daunting, but guess what? These years are going to pass anyways. So what are you going to do about it?
0: Yeah. Wow. That is some really good advice.
1: Thanks. I just wish I could take it sometimes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes that's the thing about advice. It's easier to give than to yes. take. <laughs>
1: right. Because then you got to do. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So if people want to connect with you, Sarah, where yeah. where do they find you?
1: And I'm most active on Instagram. Actually, I'm like consistently only active on Instagram because whenever I do post, it goes directly to Facebook. And then I kind of ignore Facebook. So Instagram, Sassy Sarah Monroe. Facebook is The Art of Wild Pleasure. Theartofwildpleasure.com and temple of the rebel goddess.com. And I do a weekly movement class. I do a handful of different, different type of witchy workshops. And then my retreats on top of retreats on top of retreats. Oh, and payment plans for the retreats. I think this is really important. Payment plans are available. So just reach out to me, ask any questions. I'll be happy to answer them. Awesome.
0: Great. And we'll include all those links in the podcast description for anyone listening so you can connect with Sarah. So Sarah, thank you so much for joining me this morning and being on the podcast. It's been such a great conversation. Thank you. This has been the Answer Your Unique Calling podcast with spiritual life coach Julian Croson-Hill. Help others discover this podcast by leaving a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Did this episode speak to you? Is there something you'd like to hear more about? Have a suggestion for a guest you'd like to hear? DM me on social media or use the contact page on my website to let me know. www.priestofinana.com That's Priest of Inana. I-N-A-N-N-A dot com. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Priest of Inanna. And don't forget to check out the Soul Expansion Soundboard live every other Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn.